Prepare for takeoff. Hearing these words from the captain, I begin to imagine what it would look like in the eyes of my creator as I begin to ascend 30,000 feet into the sea of blue and white above. For those who have never flew before, I'm sure it doesn't take much energy to imagine what the act of ascending upwards would feel or look like. However, for so many, the act of flying is no different than riding a bus or riding a car. But regardless, this command will always at least prompt a hint of anxiety. With every hundred feet of ascension, I can't help but think of the huge amount of individuals who will never get to experience what I'm seeing out of my window as I climb higher and higher. Seeing what was once so big become so small, I can only imagine what we look like through God's eyes. It never fails. The roar of massive plane engines invade the collective silence of the passengers inside. As I look around the cabin of the plane, I notice many responses throughout while the plane continues the ascension higher and higher through the sky. To my left, a man sits slouched as his baseball hat attempts to cover his eyes. He seems to be attempting to get some rest after visiting his parents in Detroit. Across the aisle, a woman is looking intently at the man sitting next to her. Presumably, he's someone close to her emotionally due to her apparent desire for comfort from him in the circumstance. And in front of me, I see many other people stare out of the little windows all around, each with their unique and individual thoughts, worries, and concerns. As I look out of my window, I notice thousands of houses, cars, and trees getting smaller and smaller. I attempt to focus the lens of my phone's camera that is in airplane mode, only to be reminded of being disconnected from the world below my feet. An attempt to capture in a unique perspective of the world that I so often think I know so well, 30,000 feet never fails to remind me how small we really are. It's crazy. I can still remember, even as a 12-year-old kid, having the same thought as the plane ascended higher and higher during my very first flight. I remember that I couldn't help but see how meaningless everything appeared as I ascended from the Atlanta airport. As I currently look through the lens of my phone's camera, I'm reminded of what that 12-year-old boy who unknowingly reflected King Solomon, who centuries ago, with passion, boldly declared, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless. Ecclesiastes 1.1 Now, as a 22-year-old man, I almost come to the same conclusion as Solomon, but when I look down at the fingerprints of each cloud which reflects the careful thought and care that goes into the creation of life, I begin to think about the individual purposes that each cloud possesses. Some clouds send rain downward to farmers who wait in anticipation, while some in frustration make the decision to cancel an outdoor event due to weather. Some clouds produce thunderstorms that aid the individuals, reflecting in awe and wonder, while some flee in panic to seek shelter from the potential harm. Some clouds begin to pick up speed and grow into destructive tornadoes and hurricanes, and I begin to struggle to find a meaning in that purpose. But as I look down on the clouds, I can only imagine the sorrow our Creator must feel to see a tornado or a hurricane begin to form and swirl all while knowing that all along the original design of creation was to prosper. Whether ascending to 30,000 feet or descending to sea level, we must remember that the presence of chaos does not discredit the presence of beauty. And like the presence of chaos, the presence of beauty demands a response. As I look around the cabin, I see so many people 
and I can't help but be moved by the fragile state of existence we live in. As we all have unique and individual thoughts, worries, and concerns, as each one of us spends our lives trying to ignore the coming day that comes with death, our Creator cares for each individual with utmost passion. For our Creator loves us more than we can ever comprehend. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. And so no matter how this has found you today, whether it's the best of times or the worst of times, whether you have chaos right now in your life and confusion and hurt and doubt, or maybe you're going through the best of times right now and, and you're really just having just a awesome, awesome, awesome day, no matter where this podcast finds you, my hope and my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and relevant way. And that no matter what you have going on in your life, that you will know that you were created with such a far greater plan and purpose than anything this world can offer. And so again, my name's Jonah, and it would be an honor for me to pray for you as we begin today's uh, message and as we go into uh, what we read uh, a little earlier and uh, expound on that a little bit. So I would love to pray for you, and, uh, and we'll get right into that. All right, Lord God, just thank you so much for today. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak into the life of whoever is watching or listening this and to also be reminded of your truths, Lord. Um, I need you so bad. We need you so bad. And we just pray that um, through this podcast, you'll be able to draw us closer to you. Lord, no matter what we may be dealing with or going through, may we just know that we are loved by you and that you have such a far greater purpose than anything this world can offer, and that we will just know and rest in you. No matter what we may see, no matter what we may feel today, Lord, just please just align us with you. We need you so bad, and we're nothing without you. And we ask all this in your name, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. It never ceases to amaze me. Every single time that I fly in in an airplane, I honestly have a lot of the same thoughts that I had in this post that I wrote around three years ago. Last week, I I had an opportunity to fly down to Alabama. And so I'm still up here in Michigan, even three years later, and I had an opportunity to fly down to Alabama. And as I was looking out the window, as we got really high, the 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 sun was setting and um and you started I started to see, you know, as we got above the clouds, I started to see the sun kind of disappear. And I felt like the Lord showed me um, something new that I didn't see before the last time I was on the plane. Um, but this time, like, I, I saw it very clearly. I was above the clouds, and it was really, really, really dark. And if you if you saw the thumbnail of t- this video, then, then you already saw this picture. And if you're watching it, I'll, I'll show it again. But as I was going up, I saw the darkness and everything. And, and when it's dark outside, you can clearly see below the lights of the cities. And it's overwhelming sometimes, the lights from these cities, just massive sometimes. Even the small little towns, you can see the lights. But what, what, what started to happen, I noticed that as I was looking at all this, and, and as on the, my like, side vision, I noticed as I was looking out, I saw a thunderstorm. And I don't know if you've ever had this, but have you ever seen a thunderstorm up when you're above the clouds? 
Like it's trippy. It's very crazy. It's very weird. And one thing that stood out to me is that the lights from this thunderstorm were so much greater than the lights that were there on the ground. So much greater. So seeing the thunderstorms above the clouds, it's almost like the Lord just spoke to me and he, and he and just said like, Jonah, like my light is always greater than the light of man. Like all the stuff, all of the accomplishments, all of the, the pomp, all of the titles and positions that we as men have as mankind, that all of the things that we have is nothing compared to the Lord. And I'm looking out and I'm seeing the thunderstorm out in the distance and all of a sudden, it, all I can see was just clouds because we were going, it, it seemed like we were descending. So as we were descending, I look out and I can't see nothing. All I can see is like a little bit of fog and lights. But as, as you're descending, to me at least, it seems that the plane gets so much louder. So here I am, I'm sitting, I'm by the window seat. The person next to me is reading a book. He's completely not like, you know, anxious like I am. So I'm sitting there and I find myself gripping the seat more because as we're going through the clouds, I can't see like where the ground is. And so at any moment we can land and I'm, I don't want to be startled by the hard landing that we potentially can have. And before I know it, I'm gripping the seat and I'm literally in fear. I'm literally in fear. And, and I'm, I'm like talking with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, 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 you know, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And I'm, I'm like just having this anxious moment because at any moment we can land. And in that moment, I was, I was, I remind, I was reminded the fact that literally there is nothing I can do to get me out of this hard landing that we might have. Even if I can see it, the only thing of seeing it might, you know, maybe I can brace myself more, but I was completely under the mercy of the pilots that were flying this plane. And, 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 and in that moment, I just had that helplessness. And, and also I had that dependency. I was completely dependent on the pilots and I was helpless to do anything about it. That if, if the pilots, if something weird happened in the cockpit, then how, I, there was nothing I can do. There's nothing I could do. The helplessness and the dependency and the surrender that flying produces, it reminds me that I'm under the mercy of the pilot. And likewise, in this life, we are literally under the mercy of our creator, savior, sustainer. And so often we try to reach and, and, and to do and, and, to, and to kind of fill the you know, fill the role of our creator and, and just be in control when in reality that we live in complete dependence, whether we know it or not. And it also reminded me that when I can't see, the pilot still can see. The pilot, even when it's super foggy outside, the pilot has a radar and has all these instruments in order to help him align himself in order to make the most smooth landing possible. And so while I'm sitting in the back of the plane, my world, my perspective only consists of what I can see. But the pilots, they're not even relying on what they can see. I, I looked it up and actually pilots a lot of times don't even really look outside of their, their, their windows because they're looking more at their instruments. They're looking more at the radar. They're looking more at, um, at, at everything going on in that. And so likewise, we have a leader. We have a leader, we have a creator, savior, sustainer that doesn't rely in the same way that we rely on our sight and, and on our feelings and our emotions, but we have a creator, savior, sustainer that knows what he's doing and he's leading us in ways that we may ne never even know that he's leading us. 
And it's in the moments that we surrender, no matter the chaos of our life, it's in the moments that we surrender to him that we can truly be able to, to stop panicking as often the chaos produces panic. That instead of me looking out the window and, and, and saying, look, I can't see, therefore, you know, we're doomed. Instead, I had to surrender in that moment to the pilot who could see when I couldn't see. And likewise, no matter what you may be going through, may we never forget that we have a creator, savior, sustainer. That we literally have a creator that can see when we can't see. And all that he's doing, he's, he's allowing this fog in order for us to surrender, surrender to him. To allow him to lead us. Why? Because he knows what is ahead. He knows what is best for us. He, he knows how we're wired. Psalms 139, he, he knows us inside and out. And darkness isn't even dark to him. That in the moments that we can't see, he can see. The God of the thunderstorms, his light will always be brighter than ours. Like I read at the beginning, what if our perspective was less on how we are processing what's going on in our life? And what if our perspective changes to say, okay, Lord, what do you see? You're in the pilot seat, God. What are you seeing? What do you see? Lord, I, I want to rely less on what I see, and I want you to lead me. I want you to lead my life. I want you to lead my day. I want you to lead my emotions. I want you to lead my future. I want you to lead my plans and my dreams and my aspirations. Lord, I want you to lead. Why? Because I'm yours. I'm not my own. I'm not flying my own ship, but I'm yours. What if our perspective changed from except for seeing ourselves through our eyes? What if we see and say, God, help me see myself through your eyes. Just like when I'm up in that plane and I'm looking down, I see a completely different perspective than I'm there on the ground. I see how meaningless and how temporary all of this is. And it, it gives me more of an awe and appreciation of what is that, that does have meaning and does, it, that's eternal. What if our perspective was less on this and more on him. I wanted to read in Psalms 103. Recently, as of a couple days ago, it was Father's Day. And as I was reading this, um, as, as I was doing my, my quiet time in Father's Day, there, there's something that stood out to me. And I wanted to end with this. This is Psalms 103. And as I'm reading this, I just want to invite you to think about what is the perspective that, that you're focusing on right now? What is the perspectives that you've been focusing on? Maybe you're going through hardship and, and hard, hard times and difficulty and confusion and chaos. Maybe you've been going through a hurt and a pain. Maybe there's some wounds that you've been processing through. And maybe there's been an uncomfortability in the season of life that you're in right now. As I'm reading this, I pray and, and, I, and I ask you, I, I challenge you to change your perspective on yourself and instead say, okay, God, who are you in this psalm right now? And what I'm about to read, who is God and who are we? Through God's eyes, what does he see us as? And so this is Psalms 103. And this is what David says. He says this, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all of my sins. He heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from the death, and he crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 6, the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. 
The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will, he will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the heights, as the heights of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children, to those who are faithful to his covenant, to those who obey his commands. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Verse 14, I'm going to read it again. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we're only dust. Our days on earth is like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and we die. For he knows how weak we are. Let that sink in. For he knows how weak I am. He knows how weak you are. And the chaos and the confusions and those moments where everything seems so big and so powerful and mighty and, and we feel so powerless and helpless. <laughs> he, sees, he sees how weak I am when I'm sitting there in the plane and it's rocking from the turbulence. That for one, honestly, shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> when you're flying a plane, you have turbulence. It's given. Just like when we go through this life, we will have hard times. It should be expected. It, even Christ, he walked through hard times and he said, look, the world hated me. Therefore, it's going to hate you when you're my follower. And so he knows how weak I am when I'm sitting there and I'm shaking and I have anxiety and I can't see what's out the, outside the window. And, and my arm is gripped onto the, the, to the seat and, and I can't do nothing to change what's going on. But instead, I'm just helpless and dependent on the pilot. He knows how weak I am and he remembers that I'm made of dust. The Bible says in Genesis that when the Lord formed us, he breathed into the dust and that's where we came from. So here we are. The Lord knows how weak we are, but he sees us through eyes of love and compassion and mercy and justice and truth. He sees us even though we're dust. He considers us the most precious thing in the universe. That's how he sees us. That's the perspective of our creator, savior, and sustainer. When our perspective is that sometimes we see ourselves as, oh, I am so little. I am so, I can't do this. I, I'm not strong enough or, or like I'm not, you know, I'm helpless and all this. And, and sometimes we fail to have a perspective except for looking, okay, Lord, what do you see right now? What, what, what do you see? How can I align myself with what you see? Sometimes we rely on our own strength and our own ability and everything. And sometimes that just defeats us. Or we, we, you know, turn to the self-help and, you know, how can I get over this when in reality we can't. We can't fulfill that hole that's inside of us. He knows how weak we are, but his perspective is that of worth and value. Where sometimes our perspective is that we see God as this, you know, monster or, or somebody that is just trying to overtake us. When in reality, our perspective is so skewed. He wants to bring us back to that perspective where we see him for who he is and that we see ourselves for who we are and that we see ourselves as dust. But yet yeah, it's dust that is loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. 
The love of the Lord remains forever. When everything here is temporary, may we remember, may our perspective remind us, wait a minute, your love is forever. No matter if I, if I die in this plane, no matter if this chaos and this hurt and this confusion that I go through overtakes me or whatever happens, Lord, may I rest in knowing that your love is faithful and I'm going to seek after you with all my heart. Why? Because I'm like a wildflower. My life is so temporary. Help my perspective. See, this life is temporary. Therefore, I'm, I'm surrendering fully day by day by day. Why? Because tomorrow is not given. Tomorrow, tomorrow is not just, we can't just expect it. May we not be led by sight, but may we be led by dependence and surrender and trust and faith. The Bible says in Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to see God. Heavy heart, what is your perspective today? What is our perspective? Has our perspective been on us or has it been surrendered to him that is so far greater than what we can see from our perspective here all it takes is us getting in a plane and looking down saying whoa all that i thought was so big is so small all those anxieties and fears and worries and doubts and confusion to the lord they're so small but he cares still what great love of god when we see things from his perspective and when we see him from his eyes and when we see us from his eyes, we can do what David did in verse one. Let all that I am praise the Lord. That's the only response appropriate to a perspective that is proper on him. It's let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. May we not get so bogged down by the skewed perception of this life that we forget that it's with our whole heart that is his and that he loves us with our whole heart. He loves our whole heart, that he's forgiven our whole heart, that he's faithful to our whole heart, that he died on the cross for that whole heart. Even though we're just dust, he gave his life for us. <laughs> that changes everything. Everything that we settle for, everything that, 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 that overtakes us so often, it's not the way it should be. But the love of the Lord remains forever. For those who fear him, who is in awe of him, when our perspective is that, okay, Lord, I'm not the captain, but I'm surrendering to you. Lord, lead me, train me, help me be less dependent on what I can see because when I'm dependent on what I can see, that's when I start to get overtaken and my perspective starts to get off of you and onto this. But Lord, help me be dependent on you knowing that you're, you're a good pilot. No matter the sickness that I go through, no matter the hurt or the confusion or the brokenness or the pain, Lord, this is temporary. Lord, help me, no matter what I go through here, help my perspective be that of David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord, even until my last breath, heavy heart, heavy heart know that you are loved know that you are loved may we live on earth as it is in heaven may we live day to day just like we're flying above all this sin lord help me see what really matters and help us be honest with him through this why because he knows how weak we are and it's okay to say lord i'm weak and i need you
Let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness in me back in June 2011, even before, God, you were always, every single thing in my life, Lord, you were working and you were, you were faithful to me, even in my mishaps and even in the things that I did that were just, just broken and messed up, God, you were so faithful to me. Lord, you knew when I was 12, looking out of my window, just in awe of how small things were getting. Lord, you knew when I was 12 what you would do with me when I was 17 and what you would do with me when I'm 25 and what you would do with me even my last breath here. And likewise, Lord, you know the plans and the purpose that you have for each and every one of us. Lord, help our perspective not be on us, but help it be on you. Lord, you are so much greater. You are so much greater. You are so much bigger. You are so much grander. Lord, your light is so much greater than our light. Lord, what you can do is far greater than anything that we can do. Lord, what you can dream is far greater than anything that we can dream. Lord, help us let go. Help us trust you. Help us seek after you. Lord, help our perspective be that of yours. Lord, thank you. You are faithful to everybody in this cabin. And Lord, we are in this together. We, we are in this together. So, Lord, right now, the person that is listening or watching this, Lord, will you remind them that you are actively pursuing after their heart, regardless of what they have done, regardless of where they have been. Lord, today is the day that you've given us. Lord, help us not miss it. Help us lean into you through your word and through surrender to it. Help us know you, knowing that when we know you, we know how you see us. Lord, help us know you more. Because as we know you, we know us. And as we know us, we know that we are nothing but dust. And that just makes you so much greater. So much greater. Lord, help us decrease. As John the Baptist said in the Gospels, Lord, help us decrease and help you increase. Help us have the perspective of David evermore. Lord, we need you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of today. There's so much more that, that we can talk about in this. And, and next week, unless the Lord puts something else different on my heart, I, I plan on looking at this a little bit more and, and some more applications kind of from this. But thank you so much for being a part of this. You have a great week. God bless you. See you. Bye.